Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And one of the core values we have is that we want to be the house of prayer. We want to be a praying church. You pray personally. Our members should be people who pray all the time, who love to intercede for people, who really have communion with the Father. When I say pray, I don't mean that you need to show posture of prayer in the public, that you go to your office and kneel down and raise your hand up like this and say, Father in heaven, ha, 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 like this. You know, you don't need to show that kind of religious behavior in front of people that you pray. But it's the heart condition that you seek God, you talk to God, you listen to God, you communion with God all day long. And we also have corporate prayer that we come and pray together as a church, as a care group. And we believe that when we pray, something going to happen. Today and maybe other Sunday, we will talk about the benefit of prayer. I want to encourage you to pray more. Because when you pray more, you're going to see good things happen in your life. Actually, God doesn't need you to pray because He is almighty. He is all-sufficient. He doesn't need you. He can do anything without you. But He asks you to pray for your own benefit. Our God is a good Father. A Father always wants the children to have benefit. Pastor Da always talked to me about our children. Oh, will they, will they have beautiful kids? Will they have good job? Will they marry a good godly man or godly woman? Will Paul find a nice Christian young girl? She always asked me, do you think Paul is going to find a nice Christian young girl to marry with? I said, yes, I believe God. Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And one of the core values we have is that we want to be the house of prayer. We want to be a praying church. You pray personally. Our members should be people who pray all the time, who love to intercede for people, who really have communion with the Father. When I say pray, I don't mean that you need to show posture of prayer in the public, that you go to your office and kneel down and raise your hand up like this and say, Father in heaven, ha, 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 like this. You know, you don't need to show that kind of religious behavior in front of people that you pray. But it's the heart condition that you seek God, you talk to God, you listen to God, you communion with God all day long. And we also have corporate prayer that we come and pray together as a church, as a care group. And we believe that when we pray, something going to happen. Today and maybe other Sunday, we will talk about the benefit of prayer. I want to encourage you to pray more. Because when you pray more, you're going to see good things happen in your life. Actually, God doesn't need you to pray because He is almighty. He is all-sufficient. He doesn't need you. He can do anything without you. But He asks you to pray for your own benefit. Our God is a good Father. A Father always wants the children to have benefit. 
Pastor Da always talk to me about our children. Oh, will they, will they have beautiful kids? Will they have good job? Will they marry a good godly man or godly woman? Will Paul find a nice Christian young girl? She always asked me, do you think Paul is going to find a nice Christian young girl to marry with? I said, yes, I believe God will provide for Paul. So we always think about the good things about our children. We want our children to get good benefits all the time because we love them. The same thing, the Father in heaven is a good God. He wants us to, be, to receive benefit from Him. And prayer is the step into receiving the benefit from God. So I want to show you many, many things in the Bible why we should pray and what are the benefits of prayer. The first thing I'd like to talk about is that prayer, through prayer, we can know God even more. Apostle Paul says like this in the Bible, out of all these things, I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection. I want to encourage all of you that if you know God, your life will never be the same. The problem is that a lot of people go to church to know religion. We are not coming here to know religion. We are coming here to know the living God who is still sitting on the throne. And if the more you know God in a personal way, it's different between know about somebody. When I watched TV and saw the next President Obama was talking, I know about President Obama when he was talking. I do not really know him because I never spend time with him. I never eat with him. I never go to his house. We don't really know each other. I know about President Obama. But we are not talking about knowing about, but we're talking about knowing intimately. This is the most important thing in your life, more important than money, more important than job, more important than anything else. Through prayer, you will know God. Why? Because when you spend time with somebody, you're going to know that person more. I admit that. I know many people in this church more than some of you. I know Mary Jo and Neil more than a lot of people who sit here right now because you are new in this church. I never eat with you. I never spend time with you. So we kind of know on the surface, but when you know each other more and more, we can even just look at each other's eyes and know what that person thinks about. We want to build that kind of relationship with God. We need to know God. I remember when I started the church many years ago in 1988 in the basement of my house. I did not know God that much. I make so many mistakes. And I could not preach like this because I did not know God, God that much. But I stepped out with obedience like what Brother Neil said. I stepped out with obedience and God just led me day by day. And I grow up because I know God now. It's different. When I minister and I saw demon in a, <laughs> I remember long time ago at Best Western Hotel. At that time, I think about 12 years ago, a woman started to come up and the demon started to manifest and come up on the stage and begin to dance, like demonic dance. And I did not know what to do. I stepped back and all the men had to come and pick her out of the stage. And no one know what to do with that woman. We have to put her in the room, lock the door and say, don't come into the service. <laughs> we did not know how to handle demons. You know why? Because we don't know God that much at that time. Our knowledge of God is small. 
But since I got touched by the fire of God, since I spend more time with God, I pray to God, I study the Bible, I learn what He say in the Bible. I began to know God that God is greater than demons. And by about year 2002, such thing never happened again. If demon demonstrate in this place, I don't need to even yell. I just walk there and smile and say, "Go away in the name of Jesus," and demon have to leave. Why? Because I know God now. Moses, before he went back to Egypt to save God's people, he was a shy man. He was a shepherd. He did not know much. He dared not even speak to Pharaoh. But after Moses spent time with God on the mountain, he met God. He encountered the fire of God. He had the experience of talking to God. What happened in Exodus chapter 3, verses 5 to 6? God said, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So you can see that Moses spent time talking to God, communion with God, and fellowshipping with God. Look at verse 14 and 15. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. You can see that after that encounter, after that experience of praying and spending time with God, uh, Moses began to know God. He knew who God was. And with that confidence, he could go back to Pharaoh and stood before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Why? Not because he has a supernatural staff in his hand. Not that he is a good orator or speaker. Actually, he was not a good speaker. He needed Aaron, his brother, to speak for him. But because he know his God. This is important. We need to know who our God is. Our God is gentle, loving, forgiving. Our God is powerful, just. He is all-powerful. Nothing is too hard for Him. He knows everything. And this is not just a head knowledge, but we really know Him in here. And once you know God, you will be successful students. Nothing can stop you. You will be a successful businessman. You will be a powerful minister of God. Whatever God calls you to do. One time God spoke to me. Serving God or doing anything for God should come out from relationship with God, not come out from head knowledge, come out from just title. Sometimes people look for title. It's not about title. I'm not looking for title, but I'm looking for I know God. I need to know God. And the more you pray, the more you spend time with God, the more you will know Him. And this knowing or this knowledge will build up and grow up as time goes by, as you communion with the Lord. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, powerful scripture, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So in other words, the enemy cannot touch those who know God. You can stand in front of the Red Sea. You can stand in front of the rock and command the water to come out. You can stand in front of the wall of Jericho and the Jericho wall will fall down because you know who God is. 
and you have that relationship with God. Amen. How many people want to know God more? Amen. The second benefit of prayer, not only knowing your God, but you can hear from Him and understand His will. He, you will be guided by Him. Before Jesus Christ selected the 12 apostles from all the disciples that walked with Him, what did He do before He picked the 12 men? Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 13. Now it came to pass in those days that He went out to the mountain to pray and continue all night in prayer to God. Jesus Christ is our model. Before He make any major decision, before He know the direction of His life, He would pray, He would spend time with the Father even all night. And when it was day, so after He prayed all night, the next day, He called His disciples to Himself and from them He chose 12 whom He also named apostles. The Lord Jesus had to spend time with the Father all night to know the will of the Father before He can pick the right men. Amen? The same thing before you get married, before you choose major in your class, what you're going to study, before you choose the job you're going to go to, before you buy a house, anything you want to make decision in your life, why don't you pray? Sit down and pray and talk to God. Spend time with God. Talk to God in the car. Talk to God in your office. And God will guide you and lead you. Last two weeks, I just share my personal testimony. Last two weeks, I had a very difficult patient. Not, she's not difficult, but the problem is difficult. She's a good lady. And <laughs> so don't misunderstand. Okay, this patient is good, but the problem is bad. So she came to me with leg pain. I operated on her, and everything went perfectly well. The leg pain went away. Seven days later, she began having headache. She began having fever. So I scratched my head and said, what is going on here? The surgery went well. The wound looks okay. There's no sign of infection. But why she had headache and fever? So I admitted her to the hospital. I told my wife, Pastor Da, say, this is very difficult. I don't know what to do. It's kind of mystery to me. The x-ray just shows some fluid under the skin. So we draw the fluid out. But she kept getting worse to the point that she vomited. And by that time, I and Pastor Da grabbed hands together and prayed. Once we finished the prayer, God spoke to me. Son, you need to explore the wound. So I went back in last Monday to explore. God gave me the direction. Without prayer, I would not know direction. I would just use my intellect to try to resolve the problem for my patient. I opened the wound and I was shocked because she has a big tear on her dura or the covering of the nerve. And this did not happen at the time of surgery at all. I don't know how it happened. I cannot explain because I know at the time I have witnessed that everything went well. There was no spinal fluid leak. So this happened after surgery seven days later. Big tear. So I have to sew it and close it, put the glue in, and the leak stopped, and the headache stopped, the vomiting stopped. I thought the battle is over. And she's going to go home on last Thursday. But by Wednesday night, the nurse called me all night two or three times. Her pain got worse. Her leg pain came back. I said, oh, I'm going to send her home. And now she has stayed in the hospital for one week. And now the leg pain came back. I turned around at the dining table and said, da, this lady got trouble again. Her leg pain came back. I don't know what to do. This is a tough case. 
Right away, Pastor Dar grabbed my hand and we prayed. In Jesus' name, please help this lady. And the lady prayed too. She is a Christian. The lady prayed. She told me later on. She prayed all night that she couldn't sleep because of the pain. The pain was so bad, burning in her leg. And the new thing just happened on Wednesday night. She prayed like this: Father, give Dr. Lau the wisdom what to do. I did not know what to do. I just kind of still perplexed and confused. I woke up on Friday morning at 6 a.m. to go to work. Right after I woke up, the Lord spoke to me. Call the nurse right now and ask specifically what kind of pain. I did not think about that. So I call right away at 6 o'clock. I say, what kind of pain can you explain to me? Where in the leg? And what kind of pain? After she explained to me, actually God even gave me the diagnosis before I call. God said she has this problem. And that problem called Meralgia Parasthetica. Nice word. <clears throat> this, <laughs> and by the way, I'm the only surgeon in town who knows how to fix this problem. Moralgia parasitica is the disease that is like a carpal tunnel syndrome that the nerve gets pinched in the groin and the pain will be burning on the thigh here. The nurse told me that she has leg pain. It was not specific. But when I called, she explained to me the pain is in the thigh and burning like a heat. I said, oh, God gave me the diagnosis. It's correct. I went to the hospital. I said, I operate on you tonight. I did. She woke up from surgery. The pain was gone. Completely. Oh, by the way, (laughs) the story is not done yet. By the way, when I went in, I went into here to look for the nerve. I could not find the nerve. She had abnormal anatomy that the nerve was not there. And I start to like, God... Wow, this case is tough. And I began to pray. God, what am I going to do? Should I close the wound and let it go? And she will suffer for the rest of her life. But God spoke to me. Dig deeper into the muscle. I dig deeper. But normally the nerve is over the muscle and go into the groin. But her nerve hit in the muscle. And instead of going up this way, it went up and like this. So... The cause of the nerve was not in the normal course. We call variant of the anatomy. So I found the nerve and cut open, and the nerve was free, and she became pain-free. Pray. Give us direction. If Pastor Dan and I did not pray, we would not know what's going on. God give us His direction, His will. So being a Christian, live much easier life. You don't need to figure it out by yourself what you're going to do. You can depend on the Almighty God who knows everything, who has all the answers on earth here. Every answer comes from God. You just humble yourself and say, God, help me. And He will tell you. He will tell you exactly what to do. He will tell you exactly where to go. Amen. If you pray all the time, you're going to be at the right place, at the right time, talking to the right people, and doing the right thing all the time. You will not waste your time. And God can even lead you to meet some people that somebody is going to bless you 10 years down the road. Amen. Let God lead you. In the book of Acts, when Peter went up on the roof and he prayed, and he saw the vision of animals, and God said, I will save the Gentiles. You need to go to Cornelius' house. You know, at the same time, Cornelius was praying at his house and both of them were praying. God told Cornelius to send the worker to knock on the door of Peter at Joppa. 
You see, they really both praying and they both find the will of God. They met each other at the right time and the whole family got saved. People who don't pray miss a lot on earth here. We need to be praying people. We need to be praying church so that we know the direction and we know what to do, where to go, who we should talk to, who should, we should not associate with. Sometimes we have to say no to people. Sometimes when I meet some people, God says, don't even associate with this person. Just back off because he's going to ruin your life. And so I back off and I save my life. You cannot be friend with everybody. Is that right? Sometimes you have to cut some friend off because they're going to ruin your life. They're going to make you worse. And God's going to tell you, associate with this person. This person don't associate with. You listen to God all the time. Commune with God all the time. Is it wonderful life? Is it exciting to be able to live that way? I like that. I like to walk with God. Amen? Everyone say, praying people. people. Direction. Direction. God's will. Through prayer, we will get right with God. In other words, when we pray, we will meet God and encounter God. And our God is a holy God. When you hang out with God, you will find His holiness and then you repent. The foundation of relationship with God. Let me say clearly here. I read the article from the leadership journal talking about a pastor in Phoenix, Arizona that he built a big church, 20,000 members, but the whole purpose of the service is to entertain the congregation, make people happy, nice music, hire professional musicians, everything entertaining, entertaining. The church grew to 20,000 people. One day he got a heart attack, and then God spoke to him, you're in the wrong direction. I don't want entertaining church. I want disciple church. I want people who go out mission and get out of their chair and do something. This pastor find that out. So what I try to say is this. The foundation of being a Christian in the church is not about being entertained. In order to have relationship with God, you need to repent. And you cannot repent until you meet somebody who is so pure and holy, and that is God. You remember Isaiah? When he met God in Isaiah chapter 6, he saw God in his prayer. God showed up, and this is what he said in verse 5. So I said, woe is me, and for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When you pray and spend time with God, you meet God. His holiness will rub on you, and you begin to find out that you are so impure, so full of sin, and you begin to repent. And that is important. Because God cannot answer your prayer if you live a sinful life. God cannot have relationship with you if you are entertaining and keeping and storing the sin in your life. You need to get rid of them, repenting of your sin as soon as possible. Relationship with God depends on repentance. It's very important that you need to repent every single day. I believe that if you repent every day, a lot of problems will be resolved very quickly. Maybe your broken home problem will be resolved. A lot of problems happen because you don't repent. Don't blame the devil all the time. Oh, devil, you make this to me. No, no. Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's us that we don't repent. And if we repent, we meet God and we say, I turn away from my sin. And sometimes sin is not just about robbing the bank, cheating people, going out killing people. 
But sometimes sin is a little, little sin in your heart. Maybe you don't like somebody in the church. Maybe you have a critical attitude towards somebody. Maybe you just kind of stingy of your time. You don't want to give time that God asks you to give. Some little, little sin that block you from having relationship with Christ. But if you don't spend time reading the Bible, spending time with Him, you will never see that sin in your life. You think, you're, I'm okay, I'm okay. But when you really spend time with God, you, the revelation will come, the light will shine from heaven, and you begin to see what's going on. And you repent very quickly, and you get right with God, and the blessing will come. Amen? I want to beg all of you that every single day, examine yourself. Let God speak to you. Not in a condemning way, not in the judging way or critical way, but just to reveal to you that what sin that you are practicing right now. Something that you may not see yourself, what's going on. But you ask God to show you and just repent quickly, confess to God and ask God to forgive you. And I believe that your life will never be the same. Amen? So I have time only to share three things today. Actually, there are so many blessings of prayer. Number one, prayer gives us the opportunity to know God more. And that is a wonderful thing to know God. It's interesting. To know somebody and to have relationship with somebody is so important to us. This morning, we were <laughs> driving to church and Pastor Da gave me a box of cake because I did not eat breakfast. He said, eat this before you go into the service. So I was eating breakfast. And then the cake dropped on my pant. And then uh, things start to get dirty. So I tried to look for napkin. I couldn't find napkin. She grabbed the napkin on the other side and gave it to me. And I can wipe my pant and everything. And Da said that, now I understand when God say, Adam needs a helper. A man needs a helper. It's true. And you know, Da, Pastor Da, I received the benefit from having Pastor Da in my life as a wife because we know each other very well. And she knows me very well. She knows what kind of person I am. She knows my weaknesses. And I have a lot of weaknesses. If you live in my house, you will be shocked how Pastor Lau is so weak in certain areas. Sometimes Pastor Da has to preach to me. Mom! Repent, because I, <laughs> I have many weaknesses. I'm not a perfect man. But with that relationship of knowing each other, we support each other very well. The same thing with God. You cannot really serve God well, and you cannot receive benefit from God without knowing Him. You need to know Him. He is your helper. Amen? He will help you. He will guide you. He will heal you when you know Him more and more. My goal in this church as a pastor is not to get you to connect with me. Yes, thank God for being my friend. But the goal is to connect you with God. The more you know God, even though I die one day, I leave this world, even though maybe I go to other places and the church will continue to run because everybody in this church know God, know the will of God, and repent of that sin, your relationship with God is strong. And that's all I pray. And I want that to happen in your life. Amen? Amen? That's why we need to be praying people. I will continue 
this series next time about why we need to be praying people. How many people want to know more about the benefits of prayer? But we're going to be better and better next one about the benefits of prayer. Amen. Today, before we close the service, I would like to ask you, any one of you, realize now that you are not perfect. You make mistakes like Pastor Lau. We all make mistakes. We all lie sometimes. We hate people sometimes. Sometimes we have bad attitudes. And the Bible said that the wages of sin is death. Death means separation from God forever. Death means no relationship with God. When people don't know God, their life is like a dead person. There is no life in there. And God loves us so much. He wants to forgive us. He wants to pay the price of that sin for us. That's why He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. And what we need to do is to say, God, I admit that I am a sinner. And I believe that Christ died for me. And I want to receive Christ into my life. This is not about religion, but it's about relationship with the Almighty, the Creator of your life. Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door. Whoever opened the door and let me come in, I will come in. And if God is not real as a scientist and a neurosurgeon, I would not be standing here 27 years, 28 years later after I accepted Christ and preached the gospel today. God is so real. And God changed me so much. I thank God He sent people to tell me the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. I would like to encourage you to do the same thing. You may say that, but I grew up in the nursery of the church. I have gone to church before. I have religion. But my question is not what religion you have. My question, do you have a personal relationship with Christ? Because it's not about religion. When you go up to heaven, God is not going to ask you, are you Baptist? Are you Lutheran? Are you Catholic? Are you what? He did not ask you that question. He asked you, do you know Christ, my son? Do you have a relationship with my son, Jesus Christ? And that is the question that I ask you today. If you don't have that relationship, and you never pray a simple prayer that Jesus come into my life right now. I repent of my sin. Help me, Lord. I cry now to you. Forgive me. And I'm going to start the life of walking with you as your disciple. Come into my life. If you want to do that, it will be wonderful. It will be good to you in the long term. Amen. You're going to start to experience abundant life. And you will definitely for sure go to heaven when you die. Amen. How many people never pray that prayer before? Maybe you go to church. I don't say that you never go to church. Maybe you go to church, but you never pray that prayer. And you want to pray that prayer with me today. Raise your hand up. Just raise your hand up. Pray that prayer. Anyone? Raise your hand up. Don't be ashamed of the name of Jesus. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe you prayed that prayer before, but it doesn't mean anything to you. But today, it, you want to be really meaningful to your heart that I really accept Jesus into my heart today. I want to make sure that I will go to heaven. I'm not just doing some religious thing in the church. If you want to pray that prayer, raise your hand up, and I will pray with you. Anyone? Even one person want to make that decision today. The heaven will rejoice. Amen. If you want to pray that prayer, why don't you come out here and I pray with you. I have a privilege to pray close to you here. Anyone want to do that? Come out here. Don't be ashamed of the gospel.
Jesus said that if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before Father in heaven. If you accept me before men, I will accept you before Father in heaven. If you want to pray that prayer. Maybe you pray before, but today you say, I'm going to mean it now. This is serious now. I want Jesus to change my life. Come out here. Come out here. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe you pray in the care group or you pray personally with somebody, but you never pray in front of public. You never tell the public that I am a Christian today. I accept Christ in front of people. You come out here too. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We all lift our hand up. Those who stand here, pray with me right now. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness, Lord. Forgive my sin. Today, I make a firm decision to follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Come into my life right now. Be my Lord. Guide me. Use me, Lord, to preach the gospel, to serve you all the days of my life. From today on, I walk into the newness of life the old is gone and the new has come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206 275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org You may also write to us at the following address New Hope International Church 9170 Southeast 64th Street Mercer Island, Washington 98040 Thank you very much. Thank you.